0: Well, the first Super Saturday in the books, the Sharpen the Square podcast, episode four. Mr. Santu, how are you? Good, good. How was your day yesterday?
1: Uh, overall, um, not terrible. Um, I think final tally was nine and seven. Um, <laughs> some, took some late plays. Uh, it was good, though. Um, had a good day. Excited for Rutgers basketball today in um, a must win And um, otherwise doing, doing alright How are you? I'm okay uh, I'm going to cue the clown music
0: again For my best bet yesterday Which was Clemson plus 7.5 <laughs> uh, Clemson lost 80-61 to 61 at Florida State Oof, tough one there uh, I, here's, here's what I will say about that one um, I was on the right side of the line movement um, I got it at seven and a half. It went down a plus five and a half before game time. So I at least feel good about that. Um, if there's anything good to feel about losing a bet, uh, especially not even close. Um, uh, your best bets were one and one. You were on Virginia Tech, who you watched that entire game. I didn't get that game being in the Philadelphia area. It was on Yes Network. Why don't you talk a little bit about the Virginia Tech game?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, not a fun one. <laughs> so... Yeah, it was the best bet. I mean, I don't know which one deserves more clown music: Clemson or Virginia Tech. I mean, Virginia Tech was a—they were a two and a half point dog. Um, I think they closed closer to a pick 'em, maybe plus one. Uh, they looked really good early. They were passing the ball against the zone. They were getting the ball in the middle. They missed a few open dunks, missed a few open threes, and then I don't know what happened. Something just spiraled, and they got lazy. And Syracuse picked up its its tempo. And um, I mean. Once you start missing shots, it's hard to start making shots. And that's what the zone kind of tricks you into doing. It tricks you into settling for outside shots. And once you go a little cold, it's hard to um, to pick back up. And that's what seemed to happen to Virginia Tech. Good win for Syracuse. I think, I, I think they played Virginia this week. And I have a hope that they're going to be a little overvalued because I still don't think Syracuse is very good. Um, and I think that a, a good defensive team like Virginia could expose them. So that's just something I'm wired in on now into next week.
0: Your other best bet was a good one though. It was VCU. Uh, I think you got them at minus two and a half, minus three minus three and a half. I had them at um, 3.5. They they opened. Go ahead. Um, and they won sixty six to forty three. Sean Highland led the way with twenty eight there. Yep. Um, I got that at three and a half, so that was uh, not a sweat at all. Um, that so your best bets go one and one. Mine go zero oh and one. Um, so, my best bets are now one and two on the season. Yikes. And yours are what now? Three and one? Uh, I think
1: they would be four and one. Four and one? Sheesh. So Memphis, Arizona State, um, Michigan, VCU are the wins and VT a loss. All right. Four and one best bets for well, the Sharp. Yeah. VC, dude, that VCU line was bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, at three and a half. Like the, the, they're better than Dayton. One, like Dayton's missing their starting point guard against VCU's pressure. VCU at home, awful, tough loss to Saint Bonaventure. Like we really don't think VCU Is gonna come out and smack them. Whatever. It was uh, a. Yeah. It was the score was like thirty to ten within like the first fifteen minutes.
0: Right, right, and then one of the plays we did have on the pod yesterday was Creighton minus six and a half, and what a fun game to watch from a gambling perspective. Oh. Um. Creighton was up big early. Then they let UConn close the gap at the end of the first half. Second half, it was close for the first 10 minutes. And then Creighton finally started to pull away. But, you know, pull away, still having to cover six and a half. So it was a sweat the whole time. UConn has final possession down by eight. They miss a three, get the rebound, and have a little, you know, four-foot floater. Put back that rims in and out so that was really fun to watch i was going absolutely nuts
1: yeah that was crazy they they because they so the thing is right you're watching the final possession and you know if they make the shot right with time left they're gonna foul right so So they they missed yeah exactly so like even though they could have like put themselves in a backdoor position you would have had the free throws to come back and, and and go back up to cover the spread but they missed their first three, Creighton couldn't rebound. They missed another three, Creighton couldn't rebound. And then yeah, finally. Game,
0: Creighton not being able to rebound.
1: Yes, dude, killer.
0: It was unbelievable how they were getting their beat, the brakes beat off of them on the boards.
1: Yeah, it, which honest, which isn't a surprise, right? That's what UConn does really well. They're big, they're right. strong, they're physical. Um, I, honestly, the game played out kind of like what I expected, except Creighton just didn't make nearly as many shots as I thought they would. You right. Know? Like,
0: luckily for us, UConn really struggled to score,
1: which is is going to happen with them without James Bucknight. They just don't have right. enough weapons on offense, right? And they know that, and they're they're trying. They want to dirty it up and, and and muck it up and go hard to the glass, win games in the paint. You know, that's what they want to do. And uh, you know, I guess they got they got kind of lucky. that Creighton, I thought Creighton had a lot of good looks from the outside too. Like it didn't feel like sure. And Creighton shot six of twenty from three. That's what I see here, um, which mm-hmm. really is is subpar, like like well below their average. Um,
0: yep. So. Yep. Yep. Quick uh, story on that one. Um, loyal listener and one of my buddies came over to watch the game, Mister Ian, and uh, he didn't bet the he bet he was gonna he wanted to put a bet on the game before the game started because he didn't get in on it yesterday. We had it at six and a half. The line was at eight and a half yesterday. That's what it closed at. And he said, "Would you play this at eight and a half?" And I said, bro, I honestly wouldn't, I like six and a half, but I don't want to tell you to take the other side either. Like I, I, I wouldn't, I'm, I wouldn't bet UConn plus eight and a half. If I'm on Creighton minus six and a half, like that's, you know what I mean? It's too close of a number there to, for me to feel the other way entirely. Yep. Um, and he was like, you know, I'm riding with uh, Creighton minus eight and a half. I don't want to root against, uh, I don't want to root up against them with you on them at six and a half. And I was like, all right, that's, I, you know, I'm rooting for you too. Sure enough, they win by eight. Just goes to show you the importance of the number. Look at you, bro. He got a bad number.
1: Dude, sharp thoughts from the square over here.
0: He got a bad number. And it, it was, it was a killer because we were watching. I was hoping, you know, on that final possession, they brick break a three. Like you said, if Creighton rebounded, they would have fouled. Yep. Maybe down eight, uh,
1: maybe. Maybe, um, Creighton missed a ton of free throws down the stretch. Oh my God! They couldn't get the ball to the good free throw shooters. It was the 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 seven foot two lanky. Yeah, guy. that big stiff Going Going to the line. The and the other
0: the other kid who was four for four at the time, a fifty percent shooter on the season. Yeah, he he cashed two at one point. But then next possession, they have the foul. He gets the ball back. I'm like, why is this guy have the ball? He's a fifty percent free throw shooter. Yeah. And there and then he missed one there. So it but it was a very fun game to watch. You texted me after the game, this is why gambling is so much fun. Yeah. It, I mean, it really
1: Yeah. We had we had to sweat out a, a a meaningless free throw line jump shot at the buzzer by a Yukon basketball player against Creighton at noon on a January Saturday.
0: Oh, it was great. It's absolutely great. And I watched that game from start to finish. Um some other, you know, we had Wisconsin yesterday. They got smoked by Ohio State. Not a great one there. Um, Oklahoma beat Kansas. We didn't have a play on that game, but we both did lean Oklahoma. Are you leaned Oklahoma at least? Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I minus-
0: played Oklahoma. You did play Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, I played Oklahoma. They, well, I, I mean, I said on the pod. I think when, when we came onto the pod, right? They were minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. I said if they if they move to a dog, I'm going to play it. Right. Sure enough, they closed it- one and a half yep Um, it felt i mean it felt good oklahoma's good like they're a good team right i think they like they have just as much talent as kansas does in my opinion sure Sure. um maryland another good play out of you maryland uh covered
0: at minnesota they won outright i remember saying this is a game i feel like maryland can win right Uh, i mean
1: we so we had this pegged right we we talked about minnesota's home Thanks. court advantage, maybe being a little overvalued because they've been beating really good teams and getting up for really good teams. And then you've got Maryland coming in at the, the bottom of the big 10 and uh, maybe you don't get up the same way. And Maryland's been really good on the road. They were up for it and they played great. So, um, and then the last game I would want to talk
0: about is the Villanova Providence game. I know you had Providence plus 10 and a half. Providence was winning for a lot of the game and then just got the shit kicked out of them down the stretch. I am kicking myself on this game because I was watching it. Nova was down 19 to 11 early, and it was like the live line went to Nova minus three and a half, and I was so close to firing on it, but I didn't. And, man, that would have been an easy one.
1: Yeah, um, Nova shut Providence down uh, in the second half. Nova's really good. Um, it, you know, they've, I think Nova's the third best team in the country, right? I think it's Gonzaga, Baylor and Villanova, um, yep. here than by themselves. Um, yeah, uh, there's some other games that I, I just want to touch on briefly. Um, South Carolina got exposed by Auburn. They didn't play any defense. They have a hundred points. Uh, LSU was a dog at Kentucky. Um, LSU played no defense. And even though Kentucky has terrible offensive players, um, they made a lot of shots because LSU didn't guard them. Mm-hmm. Tennessee looked like shit against Missouri. Oh my God! For the second game in a row. Yeah, Tennessee, man. This it, I saw. Um, they're also without one. Their freshman guard. Which one?
0: Um. Oh boy, his name which is are,
1: uh, Springer or, or Johnson. Say the first name. Springer. Springer.
0: Jaden Springer, yeah, they're out. They're out. He's out. He's been out. He was out of the Florida game too. I saw a lot of Tennessee fans bitching on Twitter about how much of a difference he makes.
1: Hmm. So I guess that's the thing because they don't really have a go-to scorer right now. Uh, they 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 just have a good team, but no, there's no. I mean, who's
0: out was only averaging ten points a game. So
1: yeah, but I think but ten points in twenty minutes, like he was an efficient. Yeah, true, game. true and shooting 56% from three. So, I mean, those are facts. He he is probably their best scorer. Um, The thing is that the thing that makes them so effective is they're just very versatile. Like they've got, I mean, at full strength, right. Full health. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven guys averaging between eight and 12 points per game. Right. That depth is crazy. But when you don't have that kind of superstar, it's easy to go through these, dry spells where you don't you don't score. Um and Missouri made them pay. Missouri's the real deal. They're a good basketball team. They defend, they're deep, uh they return to everybody from last year. Missouri is is not a team I'd want to mess with in the SEC. Um and then yeah, I I don't really have many other takeaways. Wake Wake beat Pitt outright. Yes
0: they did, as you expected them to.
1: Yeah, I just thought it was a good spot. Um, let's see.
0: State and UNC, UNC beats NC State, covers the spread there.
1: Yep, um, pretty Louis- Louisville covered against Duke. Uh, Louisville, yes, that was a, that was a great game. Did you was- dude, did you see Coach K after the game? Yeah, to the student reporter. What a what a dick. Seriously, and I remember I was
0: talking about it on yesterday's pod. I said how much I hate Coach yeah. K this season. Yeah, and that's just another yeah. point. What a dick. I mean, if that was like a. a a CBS sports reporter, or you know, any any other national news outlet, you think you would answer the question that way?
1: Like, no. it wasn't a bad question. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Coach, you've lost, you know, a couple games in a row. How are you going to turn things around? You're five and five. Hey, in the middle of January, and you're Duke. Like, yeah, how do you move forward. It's a totally reasonable question. It's
0: a totally reasonable question. What? What, what a
1: cock. Yeah, and did you, so you saw his his full answer. And if I was a student reporter, I would like. Dead ass. If I had just failed a, if I had just taken a really hard econ exam, and mm-hmm. like yes, then the honestly the first thing I would be doing is thinking about what I'm doing next. Like I would, yeah. want I'm not thinking about that exam anymore. I, I wish that fired back at him. Yeah, he should have. He should have been like, actually, coach. Like, if I just took a hard exam, I'd want to forget about it and I'd start like, like distracting myself and doing something else.
0: Yeah, I wonder what. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I wish he said that. Yeah, Coach K fuck him. Fuck Duke. I hate, I hate Duke. I've always, I always have hated Duke. Yep. Um, Coach K. I never really had a problem with until this season. He's really been just a, like just a, just an ass this season. Yeah. And his team's five and five. So he's, he looks like it's sour grapes about it.
1: Yeah. And I, so I had to cover, I had to cover a Duke Georgetown game at the garden for AP radio sports a few years ago.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: then, so I was sitting at, at coach k press conference and i was actually like floored by how great coach k was with the media like right every question he gave a really thoughtful insightful answer and as as like a basketball junkie which i am listening to him talk basketball and reflect on the game was awesome yeah a win and now him after a loss and him like berate a student reporter not really berate but like Kind of yeah. made the ass of him. I just yeah, just stick his nose up at him. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it's getting publicity, and I'm glad Coach Case. I don't think he really gives a shit, but I'm glad that the no. that people are seeing it and being like, that's that's not cool. Be-
0: Before we move on to today's games, you know what, Coach? I was impressed with sitting in front of at a press conference, a Big Ten coach.
1: Uh, current Big Ten coach. Yep. Tom Izzo, man. Absolutely. Wow. He
0: was just – he seems like a great guy, and he was the same way with the media, answered a lot of questions, uh, very thoughtful, and, I mean, I think I also liked him a little more because this was when – it was after a game at Rutgers, and, you know, Rutgers played them tough but lost, and Coach K was nothing but um, complimentary of the Scarlet Knights and Coach Peichel and the team that they were building. You could tell he knew they were going to be something special. Which leads us into today's game, Rutgers at Indiana. And the Scarlet Knights have certainly not been special as of late. They're on the road at Indiana today. Indiana is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I mean, I've seen a couple sharps on Twitter who are on Rutgers today, plus four-and-a-half. I, having watched their last, you know, every game this season, especially their last, what are they, on a six-game skid now?
1: Five-game skid, six of the last
0: seven five game skid. I don't see how they go to Indiana, get up for this game and cover four and a half. I, I hate to say it, but I don't. Um, it's a game I'm obviously staying away from, but lean Indiana, four and a half. Um, you know, my best bet Rutgers burned me on before they were at Penn state. That was a horrible play. Um, I, I, I can't bring myself to, to back the Scarlet Knights today, which and this seems like a spot game, does it not? For Rutgers, which makes me somewhat a little bit optimistic.
1: I think the market has bottomed out on Rutgers, and I think this is the time to buy back in. Hmm. Uh, I I have not been impressed by Indiana this season. Um, I think they're good defensively. I, I don't think they have great guards. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is obviously a problem inside, but he doesn't he doesn't strike fear into me the way like a Luka Garza does, or even a Kofi Coburn, because I feel like his game is kind of gimmicky. Like he tries to finish all these kind of ways around the basket. He doesn't really, he tries to get to the free throw line, which he will have success with against Rutgers because Rutgers fouls everybody, I guess. Yeah. Um, I just, you just got to hope
0: Miles Jackson can, or Miles Johnson can, uh, you know, clamp him down inside.
1: Yeah. And I think Miles can as long as he stays out I of foul trouble. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, if you see this line right three weeks ago, and I understand three, three is a long time. Rutgers looks like a shell of themselves, but three weeks ago, Rutgers would have been a, probably a favorite on the road at Indiana.
0: Yeah. Or you pick them. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and I just feel like the market has bottomed out and it's now it's, it's really now or never for Rutgers. Like it's, we're at that point. And so Indiana's coming off of a huge road win at Iowa. I think they could be in for a little Sunday letdown or Rutgers. Ha- I mean, they, their hair has to be on fire. Um, if I was Coach Peichel, and now I'm going to put my Rutgers hat on really quickly, I would bring Jacob Young off the bench. Okay, uh, they had success with that last year. Uh, I think he, I think he quickly gets discouraged if something doesn't go his way early, and I, I just think that Rutgers has enough firepower on offense, and their starting five with with Gio and with Ron and even with Miles where they don't need Jacob necessarily to be the high usage guy to start a game where I think he can be really effective is coming in, running the pick and roll with Cliff, operating with, with Caleb as a shooter. I think that like a little switch and getting Paul Mulcahy in the starting lineup, where he's more of a distributor kind of hustle guy versus and bringing Jacob Young's explosiveness off the bench. I think that could be a real weapon. And I don't know if that's going to happen today, but, if I was Coach Peichel, that is something I would look into. All
0: right. So, I think it sounds like you lean with the Scarlet Knights here today.
1: I mean, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm not going to say that. I don't – I because <laughs> I don't – if I'm not going to bet on him, I'm not going to bet against him. I just think that, that the market is bottomed down on Rutgers, and if you want to buy in on them, now's the time.
0: So, the sharp leans, Rutgers minus four and a half. Got it. All right. Next game, David at – UMass Davidson is a minus two and a half point favorite on the road at UMass uh you got anything
1: on this one yeah I played Davidson minus two um I guess at minus two and a half I'd still play it uh um I I, Davidson's just playing really well and it's going under the radar and I don't think UMass is nearly as good um UMass doesn't guard like they really if you watch them play they don't guard they play this like soft three-quarter court zone uh zone pressure and then it falls back into like a loose man and Davidson is so well coached with so many good shooters and they're just gonna get good shot after good shot after good shot. Um like Davidson's a different animal than what UMass has been playing. Um I really like Davidson. I think they I think they win on the road. I think they get up for this game. I think UMass at four and one in the conference is a bit of a paper tiger. Like yeah they're definitely really talented but they haven't really beaten anybody in conference. I guess they beat Rhode Island but I mean, Rhode Island has been up and down this season. Um, their other, I mean, they, 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 I think they lost an overtime at George Mason. Uh, let me see what else, what else did UMass do? Um, they lost an overtime at George Mason. I mean, this is a team that lost to Bryant. Uh, and their only wins in conference other than Rhode Island in overtime are LaSalle twice and Fordham. Like, those are not good teams. So I think it's a really good spot to get in on Davidson. I think they're a lot better than UMass's. Um, so I, I really do. I like Davidson minus two. All right. Utah, a five-point road favorite at Washington. Um,
0: Washington is not a good team.
1: No, they, they're bad.
0: <laughs> they are bad. That's really – that's what I got on this one. <laughs> I'm sure you got a little
1: more. Um, so it's weird because, yes, Washington's bad, but their last two games they played really well, right? They, they took UCLA down to the wire, and then they just beat – um, they just won a game. Uh, they just beat Colorado, who's really good. So I don't know if things are starting to, to flip or if they had like a couple couple fluky performances in a row. Um, they're shooting the ball better. At least they have been the last couple games. I don't really see that continuing. Utah's off a big win. Uh, they dominated Washington State. I, I think Utah is definitely a better team. Uh, I think they're going to have success against Washington zone, but Washington playing a little more man to man recently right now, Utah minus five is not a number that I love. Uh, I was hopeful that last night I saw it at four, four and a half. And I was hopeful it would come down to three and a half. And, and that would be my trigger point on Utah. But right now, you know, it's going to be going on during the conference championship games. And do I really want to be sweating, uh, sweating, Utah, Washington, you know, if I don't love the line. So it's probably a stay away. I lean Utah. Mm-hmm. But Washington seems to be playing better, and I'm not sure I want to mess around with that.
0: All right, our final game for today's slate that we're going to look at is Notre Dame at Miami. Notre Dame getting three points on the road at Miami. I saw this game yesterday at minus two and a half, and I was very close to playing Miami. Um, I just think that both these teams are not very good, um, and I think Miami is just a little bit better than Notre Dame at home. Small number to cover. Now it's up to three. I know, Justin, you like the Notre Dame side here.
1: Yeah. um, I don't know why. I've been like, Notre Dame is four and eight. They're one and five. I'm strangely not, uh, I I don't think they're very, I don't think they're bad. Like, I think they have a crappy record, but I don't think they're a bad basketball team. Um, So what Miami has done really, really well is they've gotten to the free throw line and they've forced teams to beat them from the outside. Uh, that works against a team like louisville right they beat louisville who doesn't really shoot the three well um they took north carolina down to the wire north carolina doesn't shoot the three well but when they've played teams that do shoot it well from the outside they've gotten destroyed right uh syracuse kicked their ass boston college kicked their ass now you've got notre dame who is 40th in the country in three-point shooting they they they're going to make a lot of threes. Um, they're going to spread the floor. They're going to have four guys out at the time that all shoot the three really well. And I just think it's a really good matchup. So for Notre Dame, because like, and I texted you this last night, right? Notre Dame's strength is its three point shooting. Miami wants to force teams to take threes. That's not a good thing for Miami. And then on the flip side, Miami doesn't really have great offensive players right now. Their starting point guard, Chris Likes, has been out for a month, and I don't think he's coming back. He had another MRI last week. Um, they've been kind of feisty, but they don't. I don't think they're really a great offensive team. So what they try to do is to get to the free throw line. Well, Notre Dame is actually the best team in the country at limiting – opponents free throws so they they defend without fouling they don't defend really well but they do defend without fouling and they're gonna make miami make shots and miami doesn't really have great shot makers i don't think notre dame should be i mean i get i get why notre dame's a dog right they're one in five in the conference and they're on the road but i just think there's a good spot for them i think they the matchup is really good i think it favors notre dame um so i really i took notre dame plus three and a half this morning Uh, i think it's i think it's three, three and a half is available now. I, I really like it there. Um, so Notre Dame, best bet by far tonight.
0: Wow. Awesome. All right. Um, I, I don't I don't want to give a best bet today because I don't – nothing Nothing jumps out at me. So I'm not going to try and force one. Um, I will say I do like the other side of the Notre Dame-Miami game. So we got a little head-to-head that we can talk about next time we uh, record tomorrow. Yep. So I do like the Miami side in this game. Um, so that's about it for college basketball, but we do have Championship Sunday in the NFL, um, and very excited about the both these games. I think they're awesome games, um, and I have a couple plays already on these games. Um, well, let me go through what I have. Yeah, um, I have a player prop on Mike Evans over four and a half receptions. I got that at minus one twenty four. I don't know what um, the number is now on Mike Evans um, Reception total, but it is four and a half, and I did get that before Antonio Brown was ruled out. So if it's up to five and a half now, that wouldn't surprise me. But I like Mike Evans today, over four and a half receptions. I said it uh, two podcasts ago. He only had one catch in last week's game. Um, I think he bounces back today, and if the uh, Bucks want to keep it close, I think Mike Evans is going to have to be a big part of it. Um, I do have two Matt, plays. Yes,
1: still four and a half at minus one twenty four
0: okay so there we go it, it is held steady um i do have uh a couple plays here some of interest i have the packers minus three um that is floating between three and three and a half obviously if you can get it at three jump on it three and a half obviously that's a that's a big difference in football because at three at least you get to push if they win by the field goal so i am on green bay minus three i think aaron Rodgers. uh is better than Tom Brady at this point in his career. And I think the Packers have a better team. The Packers are home. I really like the Packers today. So much so that I even bet the Packers alternate spread at minus six. And I got that at plus 145. Um, I bet the minus six because uh, I'm hoping they win by seven, obviously. But if they win by six, at least it's a push. I could have bet them at five and a half. But the juice wasn't as good, so I was I was admittedly chasing a little juice here, um, but I think the Packers have a good chance of winning by a touchdown, um, so that's why I like uh, the Packers minus six on the alternate spread there, um, and then I do have a parlay. I just have a money line parlay: Chiefs Packers money line parlay. It's at plus one forty for both those money lines to hit. Um, I, like I think that the, I think the Chiefs get it done today. Um, At home, Patrick Mahomes is obviously playing. Um, The Arrowhead Stadium will have, you know, a rocking atmosphere there. Um, I I love Andy Reid. I love this. I love, obviously, Mahomes. Everyone loves Mahomes. Uh, i got to say, though, I really like the Bills as far as the team goes. I really like Josh Allen. I really like their coach. Um, I really like Stephon Diggs. So, this is – I think that's going to be the game of the day, the Chiefs-Bills – um, despite the storyline between the two quarterbacks in the other game, which is also a great storyline and should be really fun. um, But, yeah, I think the Chiefs and the Packers, both favorites, I think get it done today.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, dude. I, I actually – I mean, I don't like playing parlays, but, uh, you know, somebody who's not a – I'm not really a seasoned NFL better. I don't, I don't really have great edges there. I don't feel like I do. I think um, that's something to root for right there, and I, I like it. I agree. I like the Packers and the Chiefs both to win. I want to see them playing in the Super Bowl. I think the Rodgers-Mahomes matchup would be fucking awesome in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so, that, you know, if you're looking for something to root for, I think, I think that's a fun one. Um, and I love that Mike Evans prop. I love it. I, made, I, I think I may touch it up. Awesome. I think it's a great handicap there. By you. Yeah, so both these games very excited for tonight. Um, or today rather, three and six,
0: I believe they come on. Yeah. Um, NFL Sunday, you got my plays. Um, I think the best bet is the Packers minus three. That you know, let's make that my best bet for today. Packers minus three. I got that at minus one twenty-five. So you can get it. I'm looking at right now, it's minus three and a half at 105 on DraftKings. And then the over-unders, I haven't really done a deep enough dive in to get to, but I sh- they're worth mentioning. The Packers-Bucks game is over 53. The Bills-Chief game is over 54.5. I don't know if you wanted to weigh in on that at all, Justin. The total just as like a, not, a, not even as a handicap, just as you know a lean or any comment on either side of the total for either game.
1: I think, that, I think it's more likely that the Chiefs-Bills game turns into a shootout than the Packers-Bucks game.
0: I am in total agreement with there. I actually lean the under on the Bucks Packers game.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really bet totals.
0: <laughs> no, I don't either. I wouldn't, I'm not going to touch that. I know NFL, a lot of people bet totals, but um, uh, the chiefs are also minus three and a half right now at minus one of three. Uh, I think on FanDuel, I saw them at minus three, but obviously at not the same odds. So, you know, you got to sh- shop around, try to get that minus three number. Um, and, uh, that's about all I got for today.
1: Yeah. We, I mean, we got our viewing set, right? Rutgers at noon and then the the NFL games at three and six,
0: no doubt about it. And, uh, do you have any, I know we didn't get to it, uh, this week on the podcast, but you have a bunch of PGA plays. You got any bullets out there in today's
1: uh, tournament? Uh, I, so I actually do not, um, because I placed on Monday. So I placed a lot of favorites with That I thought were a little overvalued because I placed right before John Rom withdrew. But my model, which I gave out to some of our buddies on Wednesday uh, they actually do have three bullets. So nice fingers crossed that that they hit um, one of them. I will, I won't reap the the financial rewards, but I'll, I'll feel, I'll feel proud of my, my model that it was able to pick one.
0: (laughs) No doubt about it. All right, Justin, uh, we will be back at it tomorrow morning evaluating yeah. the Monday college basketball slate should be a doozy.
1: Yep. And you, you may, you may get lucky and have some, some PGA stuff from me. We'll see.
0: Oh, look at that. He's uh, promising some PGA stuff. Excellent. Actually
1: to um, so Matt, the, 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 yeah. the tournament next week is actually a fun one. Um, which tournament is it? So it's the farmer's insurance, but they're playing at Torrey Pines, which is where the U S open is going to be. So all like all the big names are going to be there. Ron Rory, DJ Brooks, they're all there, which is cool
0: so it's a loaded field on a great
1: course exactly which you don't so, which, that's not you, you don't really get that often um in the kind of lead up to to the big tournaments
0: sure so. sure so we so we're gonna have some plays for the pga then oh yeah all right justin go pack go go are you go are you more importantly go are you